Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. R-R-E-T-T-21. Well, this is a, a very interesting thing here to continue on Keep It Real with Alex Garrett. Alex.Garrett21, G-A-R-R-E-T-T, 21E-I.com. And it, what I'm about to talk about is very interesting because while the CDC is battling, I mean battling COVID-19, they've also taken the time to say that 5 million Americans, now I believe they say 18 to 35, have now been... Uh, found to have autism. I don't like to say the word diagnose. And uh, maybe my friend Andrew Maggio, who also is a public speaker about autism. Andrew, first of all, welcome back. Thank you for having me. Uh, is it wrong to say diagnose? I feel like that's just a weird thing to say when it comes to finding out you have autism. It varies on on who who is uh, uh, presented in, in, to you. I mean, mean my doctors always say say say. Say diagnosis is is but is but sometimes if if you don't have an MD and say, say well well this kid was diagnosed with it or this man or this woman was diagnosed with it it can get a little, a little repetitive at times just say oh this this guy is just on the spectrum and it you know, and and there won't be as much conflict. Andrew, are you surprised that five million people have now been? Uh, found to have autism? Yes and no. Yes, I am surprised uh, uh, that the CDC is actually looking into it, but I am not too surprised that it's up to 5 million because, as you know, you know well, in the autism world, I mean, I mean there were autism cases like, was like years ago, but, uh, uh, but you know, well, the research started to become more more into it, but as decades come, um, and and for and for me to find out that there's there's five million in people on the autism spectrum, it's not too surprising. And like, like most kids is that were born between ninety one and ninety four, the likely chances of a child to be born with autism was pretty well high. All right, and not just in men, but in women as well. Well, so it is no surprise that that. That in eyes uh, for me that there's five million, and give ten or twelve years and there'll be six million. Anna. And and knowing this now, knowing what we know now, um, does this change the conversation at all? How we talk to those who have autism. It 
it can can change, change significantly. I mean, for one thing, thing you know, people people have been more open minded about talking about, about about mental health, especially autism. Like you know, I walk up like some people people will walk up to me and I'll start a conversation. Sometimes I will try and hide it, but there are times when they see right through me that I have autism and it kind of makes me think, well, people are starting to become well, well aware, more knowledgeable about, 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 about the spectrum and all that. that. And I'm, I'm like thinking, well, there's actually some teachers that are really putting the effort into it. And I know you do that. I mean, you're a public speaker. You go to schools, and you're you're doing just that. And for those who haven't heard your story yet on this podcast, refresh our memory a little bit. Well, of course, growing up, up was not an easy task. And and as I men- mentioned, even though it was the nine, 90s and people were starting to get to know autism even more and not seeing it as a sickness but a a a gift with with a little dis- with some disadvantage. It is the the acceptance level of, of it was still a little low. The knowledge was was starting to grow, but the acceptance was still on the flat line. I'm glad you talk about acceptance because when someone gets it, no matter what age, is there a defiance about them? Like, could these adults, when they find out they're on the spectrum, could they sort of be like, "No, that's not possible"? Or do you think a lot of them do embrace it when they they have? Are found to have autism. Well, now from folk, folks who find out how they have autism at a late age, particularly like 16, 17, or eighteen, usually that's something called PDD. But in but in reality, you really should get your child tested for autism at an early age, 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 especially with early intervention. Some parents might be a little hesitant about that, and I say. Say, you know, say, keep, no, do not be hesitant. Do not be ashamed. If you know your son or daughter, daughter uh, may have autism, gotta, you really got to go for the intervention. And if, for those who may be hearing me and saying, well, didn't he do that in the la- say that in the last interview? Yes, I said that in the last interview, but I'm just repeating my, myself over and over, over until people actually get it in their heads to do early intervention. Uh, Andrew, I'm looking further at this. Two percent of adults across the country have autism, and when you first hear that, that now now sort of it becomes sort of the responsibility of those who have it to go and speak like you're doing to different people across the country and say, "Hey, listen, I may have this, but I'm not letting it stop me." Absolutely. I mean, I mean, basically, this is like a hidden wave of a new new civil rights movement. I mean, I mean. First, it was African Americans with their civil rights, and then next it was women's rights. Then after that, it was 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 LGBTQ rights. Now, now we're entering the disability right, rights, particularly autism. And ever since 1990, more people people have been coming out that really want to get the message that you know. No, we even even though the Disability Act has been signed like thirty years ago, we still face pro- problems. Like even in the autism community, we still face face. Even though that the media has a, has done some acceptance in TV fiction, sure. factually, we it's still a bit of a challenge. 
earned, particularly in the college community. And I know that's where you started to really thrive in your public speaking, um, which is which is amazing. And when people want to hear you, more of your thoughts on this, where can they email you? Just throw the email out there. Artspeaker91 at gmail.com. Now, you made a very interesting comment earlier that we saw the rise in the 90s, and that's because a lot of us will be vaccinated. Now, I'm not here to say whether vaccines are bad or good, but would you say that they certainly can be a cause to autism? Is that a fact? It's a, it's a hard-blown fic, fiction to, to us. And, you know, because there's, cause there's this, this whole debate on the whole vaccine causing autism should never have existed. It was started by some arrogant doctor in the UK in the late 90s that just wanted to start some fear propaganda that vaccine causes autism. It does not cause autism. It comes naturally. Heck, even heck, even my own heck, you know, you know, when I was born, 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 my autism didn't form until I was two years old, and I wasn't even vaccinated. Mm. So I don't know what. So I don't even know, no, 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 where they got this information that vaccine caused autism. But I do know that it does not cause it. And I'll say this. This, with what's been going on um, with the whole vaccine research for, for COVID-19, I, I say they do not let, let some anti-vaxxers convince you otherwise. Get yourself vaccinated for flus. Get yourself vaccinated for measles, mumps, and coming soon, COVID-19. Do not not think that it caused autism because if you, if you say that vaccine caused autism, you're pretty much being arrogant to the autism community. And it gets very sickening, mm. and it often gets overshadowed uh, when it comes to equality rights, particularly with politicians. I say keep preaching that message because I don't like the anti-vax community, and I am looking forward to seeing how these trials go. Now, with these five million, though, do you think there could be more tests done on them? Like, I don't know, they're not going to be used as some some more research. I don't know how to call them, but just research props do you like they're going to be treated as humans now even if it's found out that five million of them like none of them are going to go under rigorous testing are they not not as much much as as it used to be but you know you know no you really got got to like like communicate communicate with them and see and do like like certain conversations like i'm not saying do pet talking like like do like conversation if you see signs like 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 them holding their ears in certain areas, or if they make a temper tantrum over the littlest things, or have like sensory issues mm-hmm. issues, that's something you need to be be cautious, be thinking. Well, maybe I should be tested. But you know, when you get a little older as an adult, it does the sensory thing things starts to simmer down. Like for me, me when I hit twenty, t t the whole button down t town t thing with the collar. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, stop bothering stop bothering me as much because you know I've gotten I've gotten so used to it with my first job job that 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 sensory has passed and as you get old, older these sensories have these sensory stuff with the noise the button down down mm-hmm. down the strobing lights it pa- passes down and the trick get used to your surroundings and the more you get used to your surroundings the more you the more your pa- parents and yourself will say, 
well, I'm on the spectrum. I got tested. Here's my here's my own own independence on testing. Well, Andrew, uh, and testing has been talked about with COVID a lot, but you said that you had felt this naturally come at the age of two. So do you think it was genetics or not even genetics that got you, that had you on the spectrum? That's where it gets a little confusing. I have one person tell me that it's genetics. I have another person tell me that it's based off of chemicals and lead. So it's very hard to tell tell, tell uh, which is which. I mean, 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 you know, you know, maybe it comes naturally, and maybe, maybe it might be secretly artificially. I don't know. No, I mean, I'm not like some all-knowing God that knows everything. There are some things I still need work on studying in about it. Heck, I still will discover some things about myself that I don't even realize. Like if I'm out partying with people and I may have a little too much to drink, I somehow I'll sober up within five minutes and I'm like, well, either I'm getting older or that's some hidden talent. That's interesting. So I was just going to say about socialization, socialization for those who have habit and diagnosis added as adults. Um, does it make socialization easier knowing you have it instead of wondering why the heck is this happening or why is this, why is this behavior happening in these kind of environments? At least maybe now, knowing that they have it, doesn't that ease the socialization process more, knowing that they can control it a bit? Well, socialization with autism is a big challenge, challenge, and I always encourage like parents, new special ed teachers, teachers to encourage kids, teens, and some young adults to really get out in the community. Because you say you want to get a job, you need good social skills. You want to want to preach to the clouds and say you want to be heard. You need good social skills. You want to hang out out and party. You need good social skills. You want to have. Wait, this is live publicly, right? Yeah, it, yeah. Say whatever. Okay, but right. you want you want to you want to have a good sex life. You need good social skills. No, and that's perfectly healthy to talk about because let's not let's not beat around the bush here. Autistic people and. You know, people who are sort of who don't have it or who don't have it, we're all the same, right? We still have needs. So, especially as a guy with autism, going after women, I mean, I know that's a bit of a challenge, isn't it? Uh, trying to woo the right one? It, it is very challenging. Like, for me, trying to find the right woman, you know, it's like trying to find, find the Punjab diamond. Very difficult. And, but when you but when you know she's the right one or he's the right one, depending on your taste, taste, then I say say go through it further. But take it slowly because I have encountered someone on the spectrum who is rushing in his his relationship with with a girl and me and I'm like saying you know you really should take it slow. You really should not rush an engagement and because you know. Now that could lead to a downfall on a bad breakup, and then and then the big doubt of not having a good relationship will start up again. So, like any person, whether you're on the spectrum or not, take your relationship slowly, and don't pull a Harvey Weinstein. Please don't. It's uh, just bad. Just bad. Don't. Andrew, I'm so glad that you had said that you're noticing this in others, because 
I remember there was a time where you were a bit insecure about finding a woman, and yet here you are encouraging others about their securities. So I've got to ask you, how have you built up your secureness with having autism? Well, my well, it my secureness is like you know, you know, because we're living in a generation where people are tolerating mental health, health, not just autism, but everything else. Else, I find that when I go out and socialize, like with people, people I feel very confident because I had teachers uh, and tutors who helped me build those skills. Like even now, when I go into a park to promote my public speaking, I hand out my card. Card. I say like, do you go to a local college or or high school or something? Now with high schoolers, I try not to be creepy, so don't get any ideas. But anyway, wait, wait, um, wait, I. I call out, throw out my card, say, if, you look, if your school is looking for a speaker, give me a buzz. Here's my email. Here's my card. Uh, not just in parks, but like in other places too. Like, because I'm in the capital region, region and I go to like, like, and I may go to like state offices or museums, I pass, pass, pass them down. I interact, like really get to know, like, like, that's how I do research, not just by the internet. But like going to face to face and finding out, as they say, one must look, one must listen. Speaking of listening, okay, so we've had this whole last few months, and rightfully so, honoring the doctors, honoring the nurses for the for the work they're doing on the front lines. But Andrew, in your experience and experience of those with disabilities, I mean, the doctors and nurses are a big reason why we are here today telling our story, wouldn't you say? Absolutely, and I and I and not a day goes by where I think thank my my doctor, well my therapist for getting to me where I am today. And I use some of my therapist knowledge for those who may may feel down or depressed. And I think to myself, what would my therapist say if I were were, were complaining or feeling down? I use some of that knowledge from my doctor, and and I pass it down, pass that knowledge down. Down and I'm like, and I'm like, well, doc, well, doc, you were right all along. Mm. And uh, and so it sounds like they've, uh, and the reason why I asked that is also you said that it sounded like you were getting one opinion about the whether it was genetic, one wasn't. Did that come from the doctors, or did those opinions on whether it was genetic or not come from family, or what was that debate? Who who started? Who had that? Well. Debate? There was one doctor that started that debate. I'm not going to name this doctor's name because for protection reasons, but there's one doctor said it was genetics, but but I couldn't tell if he was just saying enough knowledge or he was just telling me to shut up up in his own way. So it was very hard to te- tell. But but you know you know um, it's a big mix because you have one side. As I said before, you have one side that said it is genetic. And the other side, I said that it isn't, and you know, you know. But in all fairness, I was born born with autism. Now it didn't develop until I was was two years old. At least that's what my parents told me, or because I didn't start speaking until I was three. So, and most children don't start speaking until they're one or two. But for me, it was three because the autism developed at two. Andrew, um, I know you wanted to have more of a, a series on the on the speaking, and I mean you're you're doing really good all the time. Um, but from when we last talked, was there anything you wanted to add 
to your speech story on how you've gotten to where you are today? Well, this is the one thing I'm going to add, and and bear in mind, this may get a little political, so for anyone who may be listening out there, there, there this is just my opinion. opinion. I don't want to get into a heated, heated argument. If you want to get into a heated argument, go to Twitter. Just go to Twitter, not here. Okay? Thank you. Anyways, anyways, four days. In my, as a person on the spectrum, uh, one thing I tend to notice is, particularly in this year, here is how a politician tells the truth and how they're lying through their teeth. Because he, because I always, things like, because I always say, say that that's one of the, the advantages of being on the spectrum is reading between the lines, particularly with politicians. And being that this is election year, yeah, I read between the lines a lot between Trump and Biden. And I mean, I would have voted for Sanders, but since he withdrew and then there's the primary vote, his it's not going to count. But whatever. The point is, is when I read between those two lines, I can always tell uh, who's gonna gonna come out with the big blow and who's gonna come out with a whimper, whimper. Who's gonna say 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 I have a big plan? And whose plan's going to be bigger? And who is going to live on that word? Now, in one election that I, I did for the midterms, I was listening to every representative and senator who was running. And I had to think to myself, clearly, do not make the same mistake as you did in 2016. Because I learned that the hard way. So I'm researching them carefully by computer, yeah, by media, yeah, by their mouths, 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 and I'm like, like me saying to myself, oh, you're not fooling anyone. Sorry, I'm not voting for you. Oh, you're not fooling. Oh, you're not. Oh, I'm not buying your BS. Sorry, I'm not voting for you. It's the same concept when voting for for a president. Now, I get your, I get that you're a Trump supporter. I'm not denying denying that you are, and I'm not, and you wouldn't deny that I'm a liberal. So, but you know what? I'm not. Like I said, I'm not going to get get too. But we get along, Andrew. I think that's the beauty of it. And actually, if people want to follow my page, you'll see Andrew comment some amazing links on my own timeline. Don't think I don't notice them, Andrew, because I do. And some of it's funny, some of it's very real. So you've got a mind for all of this that I think is underappreciated, if you ask me. Well, I well, considering you've been on my page for a while, I often ask myself this question: Where do you find these people? Where are they getting this knowledge that they're writing these comments? And more or less, where are you getting your knowledge? See, that's the thing. Thing I think one of my abilities, knowing where to find the right knowledge, is, and that way I'll be ready to vote. Vote. And because oh, once again, reading between the lines. Right. Hey, Andrew. In addition to the poli- political, I, I are you are you a man of faith? Are you a man of faith? I don't put religion with politics. That's on a separate thing. Well, and I'm glad because I think they are separate myself. But you had sent me this amazing little radio, biblical radio, called The Wonder Bible, The Message. And I'm wondering if that's because you wanted to share the faith or you knew that I was religious. I mean, what was... I'm very thankful for this gift, by the way. You're welcome. I, you know... um. I've in the past you have 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 mentioned about about Bibles and like spreading the message, mm-hmm. and I think to myself, you know, you're you know, 
what if what if I could help them go even further with that? And I'm looking at, at Amazon and I see the Wonder Bible and I thought, oh, that would be a good gift for you. See, see, I always, like I said, do my research and and give them what they want. And you, and you, as a man, man of faith, faith, I'm like thinking, well, this gift is appropriate for, for him. Like I wouldn't send a picture of Obama for you because I know you don't like him as much, so I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I actually know I don't have any problem with Obama. I just think he had some flawed things, but uh... I, I agree. I mean, I may be a be a be a, a leftist Democrat, but there are some things that about Obama that I didn't agree on on. I mean, I mean personally, I think he could have done better with gun control, but that's all. But that's a whole other case. Andrew, and I'll tell you. So I don't know if you listen to the podcast often, but I have a buddy of mine from Iowa, Mike Myers. He's a Radio Hope, and he'll be on in just a bit to, to preview his show. But we talked about this the other day. We said if we were invited to the Obama White House, why wouldn't we go? You know, I don't, I don't believe. And not going someplace because of the leader in charge. I think we have to respect all leaders and go there anyway. So, absolutely, like it's no different than if the president had autism. Is um, um, I say, 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 if a president has autism but has some like radical views, you still want to respect him or her. Her. I mean, don't get me wrong, 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 wrong. I mean. I may not like the things Trump says. Well, let's be real. I don't like anything Trump says, but I still want want to respect him as a leader, leader, not as a not as a um, what you call it, uh, cuckoo. Uh-huh. Well, you know, there's a guy named uh, Joshua Collins in Washington who's looking to become the first openly autistic member of Congress. Have you followed his story at all? Mm, not not particularly. Particularly, but if he is listening to this, is and you, tr- and if he is, and if he, and if you are are running for politics and going to be open minded about autism, don't have any shame about about, about having autism. Open up, go for it. Because if we have men who are coming out of the closet, sit and women as well, you can come out about being autistic. And I hope he's listening to this right now. Now, now I'm getting this message. Uh, Andrew, I might have to send this little audio bit over to him for some encouragement. So, uh-huh. uh, thank you for this. Thank you for updating us. And I, I guess the other thing is the five. Well, to put a bow on all this, the five million that have been identified doesn't mean they were identified as having autism yesterday. I mean, they've obviously had it, and they probably were found to have it at a younger age. It's just maybe the CDC took finally got the account. Now is that what you have? I think with all this social distancing, saying that people have so much time, I think the CDC finally had enough time to count up on how many men and women in have autism, and they were able to finally get that research done. Because you know, no, there were a lot of thing, thing, things you can get done when you are social distancing, and that mm-hmm. and that also includes like researching autism or. Or doing double time research on COVID nineteen, whatever the case is. Now, one and while we're on the discussion of COVID nineteen, I kind of had an interest in, in in theory on how how we can simmer down COVID nineteen, and I thought of ginger chicken noodle soup with ginger spice. 
because maybe that spice might lower down COVID-19. I had to knock some sense in my autistic brain to analyze between an alliance again with this disease. And I found that when people had, now, now I'm not 100% sure, I'm like, I'm like 50-50 on this, but when I find that when people have chicken noodle soup with ginger, COVID seems to drop. But that's, but like I said, I'm 50-50 on it. So it may work, it may not work. You have to do it yourself and find out. And if I'm wrong, please don't sue me. Hey, Andrew, thanks so much. Autspeaker91 at gmail.com. See, I remembered yep. it. I remember Yay. it. So come back again with some more updates that you find for us, and we'd, I'd love to have you back. All right. I'm Alex Garrett. We'll be right back on Keep It Real with Alex Garrett. <laughs> Well, here he is, back again from uh, his his home in Boone, Iowa, Mister Radio Mike, Radio Hope Mike Myers. Good morning. No countdown. Just no, just just roll with it, baby. Just roll. Just roll with it. Wow. So, um, first of all, I don't know if you got a chance to hear, but I'm having a I had an autism advocate on my podcast just now before you, who is who has autism himself. And he explained why he gave me the Bible. You got to listen back. <gasps> oh, this is getting immediate tingles up my legs stuff. This is, uh, I, I can't, now I can't wait to listen. Listen, <laughs> that is so cool that you were even sent that just out of the blue, it seems like. He asked me for my address and I was, oh, sure. I thought he was going to give me something else related to autism, but it was the Bible and, oh. Oh, man, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but the whole conversation is pretty good. And you know what? He has a bit of a stutter, but he's – I went to Ireland with him in 2008, him and 12 other people or so. You what, – what, did you just drop that into the conversation right now so I'll be jealous because you mm-hmm. went to Ireland? That's one place my wife wants to go is Ireland. Well, when things are easing up, you should take her um, because that's a beautiful <sighs> spot. <sighs> Look. I have to drive to Davenport today. It's three hours and five minutes. Oh. I'm going to be digging into my wallet just, just for that. No, it's not that bad. <laughs> are, there any, are there any tolls in Iowa, or is that just a New York and Metro City thing? The only tolls that – I don't think there are any in Iowa at all. I think they're all in, in Illinois. Oh, I've got a great story about that one. <laughs> <laughs> Pronunciation. So, McDonald's uh, was like right on the, I forget what it was called. Maybe, is there a Chicago Thruway or something like that? Yeah, I think so. On yeah. the Thruway. And I don't know my dad, I know my dad took a picture. I don't know where it is. But we're, we're, on, the, we're on the side of the road on this Thruway waiting for a hamburger. And I'm sitting on the roof of the car at like two, three years old looking at the whole traffic. Uh-oh. And uh, he was really ticked because they didn't give us the specific burger that I needed at the time, which was no cheese. And it just ended up being a whole debacle. But yeah, I remember the uh, Chicago tolls pretty well, actually. Well, and your mention of cheese reminded me of Tom French, a youth pastor from Australia. I'll try to cut to the chase. And uh, he was talking about that issue with uh, what do they call that uh, celiac. Yeah. 
celiac disease. And 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 but he also was <laughs> he was also talking he was talking about boobies. Now I'm not going to get into that. It, it was his struggle he had at one time in trying to justify mm. pornography. He said my computer was calling me saying, "Tom, boobies! It is hilarious. I love this guy's teaching." That is funny. I mean, but did did he take a responsibility eventually, or what? <laughs> I'm I'm assuming so. I ended up in a deep conversation with the wife, um, so I'm going to go back and and check that out. It's on the Muck Radio 24 seven stream. I got it. I got it completely revamped. I know we talk about the stream a lot, but when you're literally not on the air or not around a microphone, do you still have to listen to some sort of medium or do you kind of check out from the medium of audio? That is a great question. And in in response to your question, yes, I do. I I can't, if I go downstairs to do the laundry, the first thing I do if I'm going to be down there at long at at all is turn on the radio and maybe listen to Rush Limbaugh. Oh, that's a natural thing to do then. So that's good. It's just what I do. And sometimes yep. I'll carry my phone in my pocket, listening to, you know, whatever. Now today I'm looking, I can't wait to hear your, your podcast. It's going to be very exciting. And uh, Andrew is, is fantastic. And, you know, he's so on the Irish trip though, he was a little more, I don't know how to say socially awkward, but he was a little more, you know, struggling to talk with people. And I think cause it was, he was trying to, control his autism and whatnot so he was having some you know some things but 12 years later to see the man he's become is just so inspiring to me like i just love that so and how many people have those issues and they learn to what my man man mel tillis or i don't know if you've seen the video of this guy that uh this guy was with his dad and his dad's dementia was setting in something terrible and but you take him back to a, an old song, he starts singing, and the guy's phenomenal. Oh, no, he is uh, He is very uh, – autistic people can do amazing things, and I wish they weren't picked on as much, to be very honest with you. And, yes, I, I, total, I totally I, – people just need to quit picking. If you want to pick, pick your nose. Well, did you, do you have any family that have autism? Because I do have family that have it, actually. No, but my wife works at the school district with folks cool. that have, you know, various issues and she, she loves her job. She has such a heart for those kids. I have a weird question then. So if she comes home, right. To, Cause I'm sure that's just an emotional toll at the same time. Yes. So she comes home, tells you about her day. Do you would like jump in and say, Oh, did you know about my podcast today? Or do you kind of, not? you know, Alex, you never cease to amaze me. Am I? It, many times in my head, I'm going, yeah, yeah. What about your day? What about, did you ask me about my day? And there are times where if I will just hush, listen, observe her, her body language, I am overwhelmed with her caring, but mm. it, needs to get my ego out of the way these are deep conversations you and i have they're not normal and that's and good I, thing and i, I like it. to get in deep in depth with people who are doing things because you know we all sort of have a quote-unquote fan base and quote-unquote listenership 
But do they really know who we are? I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I think they're. Oh, this is. Oh my gosh. Okay, go ahead and tell a joke or something. Somebody yesterday, when I was laying in bed reading and kind of contemplating, why am I so kind of sort of depressed about stuff? This guy, out of the blue, it seemed to me, asked a question. And he said he had listened. Oh, he got a chance to listen to three or four of the little videos I've been doing, which are thank you for turning me on to those. Those are cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're doing it. You're killing it, too. I'm and, just, I see, and I I tracked your Radio Hope Facebook page down. It's a nice, simple page. Like, it's not intensely overdramatic. It's just your your words and then your podcast. I mean, it's nice and and normal, that page. I'm, yeah, yeah, it, that's true. And I'm, how do you normalize the rest of my wife posted some thing on there this morning and the other, anyway, let me focus. So I got a chance to listen to two or three. Oh, this is a guy that I was having some issues with oh. on Facebook. And I finally just decided to heck with it. I'm just going to call him. I've known him since he was a squirt and I'm glad I called him. We had quite a conversation. He said, I got a chance to listen to three or four of your cast shared on Facebook. Got to say, I've enjoyed the positivity and free-flowing communication, entertaining some of the randomness, but yet still some fun listening. It's randomness? Me? Whatever. <laughs> you know what that means, Michael, is that if people actually listen to our stuff, they would know that what we post on Facebook isn't really, you know, cockneyed anyway, or how do you want to say it? Pardon me? You know, like awkward. It's not. Why didn't you just say awkward? Why did you bring some sexual? Well, cockney. cockney. (laughs) What? You don't know the term cockney? It's like, uh, you know, some insane thing. Yeah, you have to take a look at that. I'm writing that down. What is the term again? Uh, Cockney. C-O-C-K-N-E-Y-E-D. Or something like that. Oh, it's not like, like. Like knee, like your knee, like your body part. Right. Correct. Correct. Cockney. I'm surprised you haven't heard that term yet. It's also a British term, I think. But uh, well, it's a British term. I'm not. I'm not British. How am I supposed to? (laughs) Buck Egypt. You people, you know, we're 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 Americans. So here's a question he asked me. Have you taken any time? No, wait a minute. So you help and listen to so many others. Has anyone, you brought this up on yesterday's podcast, I think, that we did together. Has anyone ever listened to how you're feeling or why Stirk? No, that wasn't what I was looking for. Have you taken any time for yourself to truly reflect on this whole, that wasn't it either. His question was, and what I got from it, are we taking the time to receive? Mm. And you had mentioned that. Yeah, the taking part of the giving part. It's all yeah. And um, have you taken any time for yourself to truly reflect on this whole virus deal and what it means to you? And I said, yeah, life can be very short. Don't waste it. Live, love, and laugh. Give, but don't forget to receive Mm -hmm. and hug. Mm. Hug. We're losing it. We so are. Nice. We're we are now losing. And uh, someone that I had thought I have a lot of respect for, a social biologist, said on this podcast about how 
we're, we're, the Reese's monkeys. I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but yeah. they need touch to survive. And I'm like, that's what oh. we are. We need touch to survive. We are at that very basic instinct. We need that connection there. It reminds me of a wonderful uh, love song. Come on, come on, come on now. Touch me, babe. Oh, I love that song. <laughs> By the doors, actually. Touch me. Touch me. Do I have touch me? Alice Cooper, the Hollies. I have touch me. It's in my. Look at that. Michael, what, though, you do. what I was going to say, though, is that <laughs> what it sounds to me is that he, um, this friend of yours, actually went beyond what you were posting on Facebook, listened to your podcast, and got a different perspective of you through that. Yes. And I thanked him. In fact, I said, great question, Josh. It was a, it, and it made me stop mm. and think it over. See the songs, they just come into my head. <laughs> my name is Ruthian. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love uh, that lady. I don't know what to do with you sometimes, but um, I don't but- know that I know what to do with me sometimes. I know what God does with me. Mm. And I'm so glad he just, I want to keep on loving you. I just appreciate the fact that he's always loving and never shoving and Mm. focus, Michael, you can do it. Yes, you can. Don't stop believing journey. Are you looking up a poster or are you looking up at God? I'm looking. Oh, wow. What an interesting what an interesting question. I'm looking up. I thought I was getting a book, Don't Stop Believing, by a guy in Journey, Neil Schoen. No, John, I don't know who. Anyway, but it's actually just a sheet music for the song Don't Stop Believing. But I paid six bucks for it. And they're, uh, that one song is just so, um, it's so used all the time. I kind of get tired of it, but it is a fun song nonetheless. Don't stop believing. Well, when I was at U.S. Cellular, you were supposed to steer clear of any specific Christian things. It seems like religious things were okay, but so I used that on my, my what do they call it, music on hold. Well, because I guess you feel that you have the, that's a connected to God that they are singing about. Yeah, don't stop believing no matter what mm. happens. I mean, it's it's very easy to have. Well, there's some guy, Hawk Nelson, is a hmm. Christian singer, and he just had his lead singer uh, say he's done with Christianity. He's just done. So, how do you respond to that? It's a big because, deal. Well, these dropouts are kind of a huge deal because I think we're not. Uh, the Christian community. See, I'm not hardcore rah rah Christian. I believe in God, but I'm not um, at the pulpit. You know, I don't know how to say it. But for the the actual those that are practicing it and doing it, I could see how others could get tired of it because it's just they they preach as a way of feeling better about themselves and not making others feel better. And I think that's what people get tired of. And that's why I appreciate these Christians that try to keep their name out of the, the uh, what do you call it? The, the, you know, getting pigeonholed. Mm. There, are, there are Christian folks 
that, that as soon as they, well, you too is a prime example. Yeah. Well, yeah, isn't Bono very religious or something? Or what? He is, well, yeah, when you say very religious, that's where it really gets interesting. Because when I hear religious, I think of men's traditions rather than this type. He actually had a sit down with Eugene Peterson, who um, wrote the, the translation, the message, which by the way, I am now going to take with me on my mm. six-hour trip because of your gift you received from your friend. Oh, nice. It's going to be some gr- great listening. I mean, I at times I, and then sometimes I just need to shut everything off like we were talking about earlier. I get overloaded. Well, what can we expect at 9 a.m. Eastern today from Mike Myers on Radio Hope? Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the girls. Or mm. whatever, fill in the blank. It's a mm-hmm. that's uh that's that's pretty much it. So edgy and, title, but I, I dig it. It's actually a scripture, to be specific. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. He mm. didn't come to take us out of the world. He he came to to we're to stay in the world, and he will he will protect us. Mm-hmm. Which he capital H of course, and it reminded me of the conversation that it's just. I just have a, I don't know, maybe some people would call it a, uh, some kind of a la-la land idea of life. And I just, it's a different worldview. Mm. No, it is. And it's, your view is just different from everything. Let's put it that way. Um, so wait, he didn't actually say you have to come out of this world with me. I thought that was kind of one of the things that he was going to come down and bring us all up there or something well eventually but for the time being um you know a lot of a lot of christian people they just don't want to live and be around those kind of people you know (laughs) the lepers the prostitutes the hummer sexuals those kind of people about what he wants us to be he wants us to be i I just love getting to be one of his kids because it's not because you're doing exactly what he talked about, which is being with those who have sinned, those who are in trouble, those who are. You mean all of us? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's the cool thing about getting to be one of his kids because you're in the, inst- the instruction is again, I, I, I don't want to take you out of this world. I'm going to leave you there so you can get some of me on some of them and who knows what might happen. And it comes down to, I don't want to live as a cynic. Does that make sense? No, it does. And Jesus, he was not a cynic at all. So I get where you're going. I don't think he was anyway. I think he was more of a breathing hope into people everywhere he went. So, And can you imagine being under the thumb of a, a, a spiritual leader who said, thou shalt not go to Wilson's Tap, which, by the way, opens tomorrow at 8 a.m. And I can't wait to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be there till nine thirty, but I cannot. I'm so excited. You know what you should do? You should do a live podcast from Wilson's Tap at nine a.m. Eastern. Um, well, you know what? I think I will take my recorder with me, my little MP3 recorder, and have a conversation with the guy who. Who? Oh, there you go. Okay, we're back. We're back. That was kind of scary. I thought I lost you, man. Oh. <laughs> anyway, tell us your story, and then I I know we got to wrap up to get you to your show. So tell what me- story. You said you were going to interview the Wilson's Tap what owner? Oh, oh, just about. Um, I had he he's been watching these videos that I've been posting, the short ones. Cool. And he commented on it, and then Gary Russin. Yeah. Yep. 
who mentioned you hmm. because he did what people will watch these short videos, but I don't know how many check into the show, which is fine. It's just another, another way of maybe getting to share a message of hope. I mean, you, Amen. you've expanded my, you've expanded me. Michael, up to that point, uh, we will do this again tomorrow and then catch this replay on YouTube. I love that we're putting this up there and having people have these messages for, for those to see. So, And I'm using my mic thing for. Oh, yeah, for the. Yeah, Ecl yeah. it's an eclipse. <laughs> Thank you, sir. You got it. Love you, brother. Be well. You too. All right. And before I clock out today, just one thing. The New York Rangers are part of a 2014 playoff. That's right, 2014 playoff. But here's the thing. This whole plan to go on the rink in July has not been signed upon by the NHL Players Association because the league and NHL still must figure out health and safety protocol and solve other issues, including where to play. So the return to play plan is out there. You can check it out. But it's a long time, I think, till they figure out, yes, we can do this. But they got to come up with an answer soon, right? I'm Alex Garrett. We'll talk to you 